According to a survey, over two-thirds of Americans are planning to travel this summer. That means airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. What do they? Who, who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. Kick the music. All right, what's up, Matt? Uh, um, I have been so busy uh, shipping for Marriage Supply, you can't believe it. Like, it feels good to help people feel good, if you know what I mean. So, uh, so I, I'm blown away by the response. Thank you all out there who are buying our products, who are supporting this business. It, it's all, I've been doing this for a long time, and I, I want to say this. I hope, th- I mean, this should be a good sales pitch. Uh, first of all, we're very low on product. I'm, I'm ordering it, but with COVID and stuff like that, sometimes things are a little bit slower, but, uh, I haven't, and we haven't gotten paid. Like we bought this company in debt because we believed in it so much and we've been slowly pulling it out of debt and all this stuff. Not, not because of the faults of the owners before us. They were great. It's just, um, the thing kind of sat for a while and they didn't know what to do with it. It wasn't debt that they were like bad with money. It was the free uh, sex podcast. Yeah. And, and, and they, they quit, had they, it going yeah. and they just stopped making content and then the business fell into. And, and, so, and yeah, so they just right. didn't know when to end it and how to. And it, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, uh, Bernie made off bad stuff. They did, <laughs> but they were great. But uh, we believe in it so much that we haven't gotten paid, and it's really great seeing like people that this company does mean something to people, and that it is a good company, and it's something that we believed in, and now other people are believing in it. So we really appreciate your support. You can go to marriagesupply.com. I think they're still, it's for a limited time, but you can use uh, the promo code SUMMER, and you get, I think, 15% off your order, and I've been seeing a lot of those summer promo codes, so yeah, use that. I'll stop talking about it. Yeah, you, you know, just go get the products and and yeah. uh, leave a review. We sure would appreciate it. I like that because you're used to having people come up to you and saying, "Oh, your song it changed my life, helped me, or whatever." But right. now you have a, another way of people come to you and go, "Dude, you no, changed no. my life. You changed <laughs> my life in a different you changed, way. You changed my wife. <laughs> you changed my husband." All right, uh, so uh, we have a an extremely interesting, fascinating, dare I say, uh, we, those are our two main words. I wish I we I wish my vocabulary was. A li- what other words can you? I always in the moment I, I I totally rely on interesting and fascinating. Interesting, I know. <laughs> so interesting. That's we have a neat we have a neat episode today. <laughs> um, no, today's episode is an experience in and of itself. How about that? Yeah, I think you're right. This is um, a ride. You get to take a ride in the consciousness of Craig Gross. How about yeah. that? And he is the person that, I, I mean, there is no doubt about it, no matter what, the very first person that uh, had any influence at all that really believed in Bad Christian Podcasts. Like, and he, he put his money where his mouth was. Uh, they did ads for us. You know, they bought ad time. Uh, he supported us. He always, uh, you know, we could go to him uh with our thoughts and what was going because with Triple X Church, it was such a, a big Christian organization, and he was pushing into that edge of Christianity. You know, well, how far can you go, and what what can what boundaries can you push? He was doing that even before us, and so it's really interesting. Now, he's come full circle. His, his life has completely changed, 
the Craig Gross that you probably knew is uh, to me a lot different. Now I wonder, was it always this Craig Gross, but now, you know, through different things, life has changed. One of those things is he has really, uh, been uh experimenting and opening his mind up to drug use like you know all kinds of drugs um he is he doesn't work with triple x church anymore and something that i think will be uh it'll tug at your heartstrings and also make you uh what do i want to say here it's going to tug at your heartstrings and also help you to realize what it's like to really change from trauma what it's like to really go through uh COVID and facing your childhood and your past traumas and what that looks like while you're in it. Like, I think a lot of times, I think with COVID, we've all realized, we, we're starting to realize, wait a minute, what we were doing a year or two ago really wasn't sustainable. And maybe in a lot of ways it was killing us or breaking our relationships or causing us to hate each other, hate our ourselves or our spouses or our friends or whatever. And so, uh, Matt and I, after this interview, we were talking about it. It's it's interesting because this is Matt. You said this, so you you yes, yeah, fascinating. <laughs> it's rad. Uh, you see, uh, you see Jeanette because Jeanette, his wife, is on here too, and Craig. Uh, where they're at, dealing with some like childhood trauma, dealing with uh, what I would say, trusting the organization of the church. Trusting Christianity that it would be there and it is the only answer, like that's that's what you're going to see. So I think uh, what's really cool about this is it's not all fixed. It's not all uh, you know. Oh, I did that and now this is exactly right. They're really on a are on a journey, and this is a moment you get to see somebody on their journey, all the good and all the bad. There's some there's some good news, bad news, uh, tough parts of their life, better parts of their life, all kinds of things, and it's not all you know, roses. And some of it to me was a little shocking and, and and I'll say entertaining. And I really like them. I think they're fun. They made us laugh a lot. They said some things that we totally probably disagree with, but we wanted to give them a platform. I mean, there's some parts on here that, you know, some conspiracy uh, stuff and COVID uh, vaccines. They, they're not fans of those. Um, as you know, Matt and I both had the vaccine and stuff like that, but we wanted to give these folks a, a free, safe space just to be, say what they think. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, listen to that. And, and we're kind of daring you to go on the whole journey because you I think get it's, off the ride anytime. You can. You know, if, yeah. it, if it's not for you. But it's, uh, I think you'll find it really interesting because people don't, and especially in Christianity, you, they, nobody shares their story till they have the resolution to it. Right. But that's yes. not what this is. You know, this is a deconstruction journey. And in my view, it's in Act Two somewhere. That's you know, a great I think way the, of saying the, it. The first uh, part of the deconstruction journey, the Christian deconstruction journey, is like you have a testimony, you know? Yeah. You find Christ, you do this, and then it gets better forever. But that's. That's kind of act one of if somebody's going to take a deconstruction journey. And then there's act two where you have to go and face everything, um, let stuff go. And then that's dangerous and it's full of uncertainty and who knows what, you know, there. And then there's act three for a lot of people or it goes good or it goes bad. It comes out wherever it comes. But this this one's just happening in real time. Uh, Craig and Jeanette have experienced a tremendous amount of tremendous amount of moving parts and life change um, very deep in there. You know, most people can't. 
let go of their foundational stuff um, as rapidly uh, and to navigate it. So uh, that's what this conversation basically is. We thought Toby and I slept on it because we felt crazy after doing it because it's a really long conversation. So it'll be too long for some people, um, and it might be too crazy <laughs> for some people, and that's okay. Toby and I thought about we could edit it and clean it up or whatever, and it just didn't seem right to do that. So we decided to air it. Think about it, air it as is with trigger warnings because there's conspiracy stuff in here, there's trauma stuff in here, all that. And so you just have to proceed at your own risk. And if there's a time when you need to get off of this uh, episode, then please yeah. do so. That's all. But we didn't edit it. I don't think Craig wanted us to edit it. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit after. And, you know, I think he's good with everything that he said. So we're just going to let it be as yeah, it is. And they, and I want to say, too, they, I mean, when, as, as a lot of you know, when you decide to leave Christianity or try or decide to move past what you've grown up, a lot of people leave you, turn your back on you, aren't your friends anymore. And so, uh, Craig wrote me and was, he was wanting me to let everybody know, like even their webmaster said, I'm not going to, uh, support your sites anymore. Here's everything. And so some of the sites are down. So, uh, some of the stuff that he's talking about, look back in a few weeks, I'm sure the sites will be back up, but there's a lot of just things that happen in real time. Uh, and we didn't want to, keep you the listener from that and because it's it is a wild ride and we do i mean we love craig like i said he's one of our biggest supporters ever and i'm a supporter of of, of craig and Jeanette. i mean what I, made you I really want to do, do this episode i remember you came to it and yeah. said you know we've been doing if you go to his instagram i was his instagram or his tiktoks and stuff like that he is experimenting with drugs in a wild way <laughs> and and i mean and it's and it's to me that is fascinating because it's like somebody that was felt like they they kind of needed were repressed or needed to be repressed or the church held them to a certain standard and they couldn't ever experiment or be themselves and so uh once you kind of get free you want all the freedom in a way you know what i mean like because because what i mean like we like Craig openly talks about mistrusting our government and what they do. I understand that from the, from the aspect of, well, I mean, he grew up in the church system and that, that kind of fucks everybody in a lot of ways. And that, now you're supposed to just trust the government too. this whole other system that isn't, uh, you know, always up front with you and explaining everything in a, a real or rational way. And so I can understand that. That doesn't mean we agree on everything, but I, I'm just, what I like what you said, this is kind of like act two. And you got to look at people in that, in that, that frame of mind. Like last night in the BC club, I sent that uh, video of Mike Tyson, that TikTok of Mike Tyson, where he's talking about life. And I, it just, it almost brought me to tears because I was like, man, we're so quick to put somebody just a, a tagline of what they said, and that's their identity now. And I do that to, even to myself. You know what I mean? Like for a long time, like with our album, I'm only a man. I carried that with me as my identity because it didn't sell as well as I thought. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm a loser, or I screwed up, or I did something that I shouldn't have done, or why couldn't I have been smarter, or why didn't I play it safe and just write the question again, or something like that. You can you can do that. So I, I really love the way you said that, Matt. There's there's different acts of your life. And you're not the same person you were at 15 or 25 or 35 or 45 like I am now. That's not the same person. So I'm not going to be the same person when I'm 55 or 65. God willing, I live. So I, I really appreciate this, that we get to talk to a friend who's in the middle of life. And he's trying to figure it out. And his wife's trying to figure it out. And, and it's not comfortable. But I really enjoyed it because these are my friends. And I'm excited to see where they go from here even. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yep. So this isn't the kind of thing where we brought them on to <clears throat> challenge them or poke, but just hear them, right. catch up, hear where they're we at. We haven't talked to them in a while. So certainly we don't challenge all the stuff they say but all, you know, or anything like that, but we just enjoyed being able to connect with them and do that. And hopefully this is a good thing to share and other people can take a lot away from it. So right. we'll let it be as it is. And I make a lot of good jokes in this episode, I think. All right, let's get to it. But first, Matt, you know, according to Forbes, gyms, nail salons, hotels, mom and pop stores, and more, everybody's set to go on an epic hiring spree in the coming months to meet the pent-up demand for all these services. And that is the truth. I'm seeing more and more signs, now hiring, now hiring. I think even with the variants and stuff like that, people are really trying to get out and do more and support their local businesses and all of those things. Um, I know even just here, some of the, the mom and pop stores that we try to still support because, you know, it's tough when you don't have customers. And so now that customers are coming back in, they're going to need people to work for them. So all of these businesses reopening mean that millions of jobs need to be filled. So where do the businesses turn to to fill these roles fast? That's ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter.com slash bad Christian for free. When you post a job at ZipRecruiter, they send your job to over 100 top job sites, giving you access to their network of millions of job seekers. And ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans resumes to find qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you. That's what I think is so cool. ZipRecruiter does a lot of the work for you in finding that great candidate. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-D-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, when we first met you, the first uh, time... uh I don't remember who... I guess you contacted us. And Triple X Church was this thing that was kind of, you know... To, to us we kind of heard about it didn't know it was on the fringe there's all this stuff and I, I looked I looked it up today uh it's funny because so when we first met you you were doing triple x church and it was says uh welcome uh you know live a porn free life with the power of community uh and it's you know saint augustine quote and it's uh you know we create safe communities for those struggling with porn addiction and sexual integrity. And then the day I went to craiggross.com all these years later, and the front of that one says, I curate spaces to help people elevate their consciousness and realize their connection to higher self is source, which is self. (laughs) That ain't the same dude. That's not the guy that funded Bad Christian for a long time with Triple X Church. We did Triple X Church. You were our first advocate. You were our first supporter. Like, no one else in the world supported us like like you did from the beginning and then and now i go to this other, like, yeah what in the hey. world hey jeanette is the only person she's ever bought beer for is for you guys yes. going up to your house the, yeah, anytime you, I, this show she's like no you guys were her favorite i'm the same fucking dude i might have different <laughs> language or different words but that's why i'm like fuck yeah bad christian yes yeah, that's that's great. Um, that is a funny way to look at it. Is where we came from, where we are. But since Jeanette's here, let's let's. I want to hear how do you get from one side of that to the other? What's the ver- short or long version? And let's. <laughs> I want to hear Jeanette's version since she's here. Uh, okay. Start with um. 
Yeah, can we give you guys the long version? Because literally, yes, go for it. We got plenty of time. Jeanette's lost not just her best friend from families to people have turned so quickly. So I'd love to just if we had the space to be able to say, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, well that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Connect those dots. That's house. all we got to do. Yeah, y'all came to my house when I was living in Charleston, and that's, yeah. I think that's the first time I ever met Jeanette in person. And then yeah. uh, I was yeah. such a super fan. I mean, remember why I listened to you was because the skeleton fell on my face during yoga class. <laughs> that's right. Right. You couldn't see your eye was messed up. And or I couldn't right? see and stuff. So I just listened to my like iPod and oh, what's this? And I just had gotten into podcasts listening to a few of those. Cause we had an Airbnb in the back house and I would go back there to clean it and I would pop on your podcast. And so, um, yeah. And then when my eye thing happened, I was like stuck in bed forever and ever and ever just listen to all of them. So when I yeah. actually was like, Craig has a connection to them. Of course he does. Craig has a connection to everything and yeah. everyone. Right. Um, and so then, yeah, I brought you guys beer. Yeah. Because I was like, these guys are resonating with me. Like the things they're saying seem very truthful to my spirit. As in like you would have people on that, um, you know, had come out gay affirming church. And why did it, why are they having these people on? And so I would go into these different spaces. Like you had Jennifer Knapp on yeah. and, um, it was like, oh, they're pushing the envelope here on the Christianity thing. They're doing something. I think they're leading people astray is what I thought at first. <laughs> That's what everybody thought. And, and I think they I were, like, people were right about that, though. <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, I got to have more. I want to hear everything they have to say because I'm like jiving. Oh, and then there was the one episode when you had somebody on that was microdosing LSD yeah. as a depressant, you know, antidepressant. And, I, and at the end... One of y'all said, hey, what if it's the opposite? What if the pharmaceutical industry is the, the bad guy in the situation and the plants, cannabis, psilocybin, these kind of things, they're like actually the light and the good thing that's going to help you heal because it's from yeah. the earth. Yeah. And so I like that ended like that. And I was like, what just happened? And that's when I started sort of believe in this. I would say the movement Craig was getting into cannabis and um, well, can I jump in and then yeah. I want you to, to jump in. Let me just say this. Um, yeah. I got drunk on my 21st birthday. I had sex on my wedding night. I'd never tried drugs. Um, and a guy on my board of directors um, for our ministry, fireproof ministries, the flame tattoo, you know, all this, this Christian world I'm in, he sent me Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. And he said, if there's truth in it, Craig will be the guy to go like figure the shit out and probably bring it back to us. But drugs are illegal. I know he's into cannabis, but if there's more on this, and Michael Pollan, it was a Harvard professor that spent 18 months of his life at the age of 62 exploring every psychedelic, and he wrote a best-selling book about it. About two years prior, I started using cannabis. Uh, so this was 2019 when I got the book, How to Change Your Mind. But yeah, prior to but, that. But don't even blast past that. I mean, that's a huge change, right? Like you weren't pro-drug. Well, so yeah. What, so what, what was that what, first step? Like, I mean, you, you had to go do it. Yeah. So the first step for me was actually in, in what, 2013, after my dad died, I got super sick, started dealing with just 
a bunch of problems I'd never had, which now I look at is, oh, that was giving me the chance. My body was telling me, hey, this is some chance to actually look at healing some of the stuff that your dad never was able to heal. And so, God, I've never said this. And it feels so fucking good to say it. Like, I've not told the truth at any triple X church sermon that I've ever done in my life. And I've done thousands of them. I say that my first experience looking at porn was at Sean's house. And I tell this fun story and it happened. But the first experience of looking at porn was in my dad's Toyota Camry underneath the car seat. I found a box of cigars and a penthouse and a hustler. And I went upstairs and I cried and I was like, what about mom? And then at the age of 14, my dad started a candy machine business. Um, my dad's brother is a billionaire. He's one of the richest men in the world. And my dad's been bankrupt. My dad's always struggled with money. And um, can, I, can I just say something real quick? It was that that was your reaction to seeing that? Like my reaction would have been boobs, vagina. What what is that? Like you, like you were that you were that I'm much of an angelic here. kid. The first thing you it. thought when you saw that was your mom. <laughs> no, mom, not dad. You jerk. Was the first thing eight, I was thought, look at I those was, things. No, Good. God, like, uh, nobody look, told me about this. No, why I does my dad hide this? It's so wonderful. No. No. I, I was like, what is that bush? No, I was, yeah. eight, I was like, damn, it's a forest. Right. Um, yeah. No, I was like, oh, that's not mom. And then right, he smoked. Right. Even that, I was like, oh God, dad smokes. So so much kind of judgment. Yeah, yeah. And I never, I just sat with that, but I, I didn't know. And at fourteen, when my dad gets a check in the mail to start a business, he starts a candy machine business. My dad calls me boy. He says, boy, I need to have you deliver these two machines with me. And uh, I go, all right. And we go to the two local strip clubs. And I don't connect the dots back then that, oh, dad's a regular here. Dad visits this place. How did dad get candy machines in a strip club? These fucking candy machines always broke. So I ended up in this strip club probably 60 times between 14 and 18, fixing the machines before the hours they would be open. And so... I finally started looking at this like I don't why am I proving so much that I'm not my dad? Um, who well, am I? And why so, did you not come talk about that in the sermons, though? Why did you just go to the other story? Was it embarrassing? You didn't want to embarrass because your dad? I grew up or? in a Christian home. And what I did, and I didn't realize this, is I never dealt with that. And I thought if I tell my mom or my dad, even though it's none of my business and I took that on, then she'll break up. She'll she'll divorce him. And then. I'll be in that divorced family. So instead, I kept my dad's secret my whole entire life. Were you aware that you were doing I, that? Like when you would give those sermons? No, stuff? I didn't know I was doing it because I just, I became what happens. And I finally went to a place called Hoffman. Jenna and I both went, spent seven days there where you look at zero to 13 and you deal with those things that your parents did to kind of fuck you up, but they didn't have the awareness. And what happens is when you rebel against your parents, you either try and become just like them or you become the total opposite because my dad's struggling with this. So I'm going to be the porn pastor. Like I didn't set out to do it. My friend had the idea. We, I, I champion and I start becoming this person. And when my dad dies, I had the opportunity to start looking at who I really was. So I found cannabis in a time where I was sick. Jeanette said, Hey, I'll watch the kids go get your cannabis card. And I'm not going to share any names on this podcast, but (laughs) Jeanette's made pizza. We've ordered pizza. We've had family dinners. And between 2013 and 2019, more Christian friends of mine have been at my house trying cannabis for the very first time. 
over dinner, having a night of laughter or whatever, as cannabis started to shift me into maybe a, a softer space, it started showing me discoveries about who I was. I started meditating with it. I started listening to music and getting lost in, God, there's something else here. And so when my friend Matt, you fast forward to 2019, my friend Matt sends me a book. He's like, yeah, I know you're doing cannabis. What about psychedelics? And so I read the book. I'm a quick start. I uh, read it in a night. I sent out an email to my mastermind group. Um, anyone know Michael Poland? Somebody writes back right away. Yes. Um, I said, can you connect with me? I sent him an email and I said, hey, I'm a pastor and I've explored cannabis from a spiritual perspective, a recreational perspective, a medical perspective. But what about psychedelics? You seem to be an atheist, but you wrote this book and you said people that are spiritual have more profound experiences with psychedelics. What do you think about this crazy pastor exploring psychedelics from a spiritual perspective? And he wrote back like the best of luck, like, yes, go. And so within 10 days, I found somebody through a friend of another leader in this space. They say the medicine finds you once you bring it into your awareness and you start listening, it will find you. So I'm not going to name names, but I end up, yes, near Austin, Texas. And I sit with somebody that used to be addicted to heroin. I sit with somebody who's been a guide now for several years for people. And he sat with me on a dose of MDMA with his wife as they held the space, as they sat there and journaled. And I had an eye mask, a playlist, and I was able to cry. I was able to explore. And I fucking found myself. I was like, I don't have to be my dad. I, who am I? Why am I hiding? Who, who? Like all these discoveries about self, about who I was and, why are these medicines like seem as like, like, I don't get this. This is all wrong. Now I'm not jumping off a bridge. These people are caring for me. They're hugging me when I needed to cry. Like they were with oh. me for 18 days yeah. as I sent text messages back going, Hey, this started to show up in my life. I started writing letters to my family about the love that I had for them. And all I could think about was I need to show this to Jeanette. So I don't know where to get drugs. I don't know how to do any of this. You just call it in your life. And I knew mushrooms would be a way easier thing to explore. I knew those are easy. They're from the ground. I started working with that. But um, with Jeanette, were you, I mean, when he told you he wants to start doing all these crazy drugs, you were like, yep, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, before he flew off to the I mean, jungle yeah, or whatever. Before, well, yeah, before, before, <laughs> I mean, but, I, I don't mean, tell her. I don't tell her. <laughs> Guys, I don't tell her. I told her I was going to Austin to explore something. Because guess what? You might be married, but you're on your own spiritual path. You, you're born here alone and you die alone. And where you go next, you're not taking anybody with you. So I knew I needed to be out in front. Jeanette's been behind me, but we always end up at the same place. So as a leader of this family, I said, you know what? I'm going to go do this. She knew I did the first journey. And then I worked for three weeks on mushrooms and I didn't tell her. But she started to see me change. And then I said, Jeanette, I have a surprise for you. And um, I planned our first retreat and I'll let her take it from there because her fucking story is wild and it's amazing. And it's everything that now I was shown that Jeanette's voice was going to be louder than mine, that she was going to step into this. But she's had to go through the craziest fucking ride from cancer to just you yeah. name it. And um, but she said, yes. So um, take it from there. You can go. Well, I'll start with the cannabis usage. I think it started with cannabis for me because Craig, you know, broke off some chocolate 
was un, undosed at the time, didn't know what we were doing. Did y'all have and the guilt? Did you, were you, did you feel a little guilty mm-hmm. or like, uh-oh, it's bad? Or you're like, I'm just going to try yeah. it. Yeah, I did from the religious perspective. Yeah. yeah. What you allowed you, the Jeanette, to... Oh, my God. Even that, like, all these things are, like, becoming demythed, like, be, before my eyes. Like, he just mentioned something about college. Yeah, like, we gene jam. And I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to do that. The Christians told me I'm not supposed to, like, feel anything sexual towards anything or anyone. So then, yeah, yeah I mean... I was always, my lens was just through like what, what the, the kids at church at the Christian college had told me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what made you be able to cross the threshold like that into, I mean, drugs though, that would have been a big one for you. I think because, um, I came into the awareness of spirit, like later on in my life around age 19. And so when I met Craig at Christian college, he seemed like he knew what was up, but yeah, I just was like, I'm attracted to this person because he's like understanding this faith and like everything in a different way. So I've always kind of followed what he said. The guy was like, no, I kind of believe this guy. So, I mean, he's helped me from the minute I've met him just to decide on like, hey, what's the right path to take? Like, hey, I, I'm in I'm in school. I'm just here to take Bible Bible classes. I don't know what kind of degree I'm going to get or anything. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, would step in and be like, no. hey, why don't you do this? You can get through it. And so stuff. you trusted so he, him with the weed then. So when he, when, when he starts talking about cannabis, yeah. you, yeah. You, you, you were, yeah. Yeah. I smoked my first joint with Craig. Tell him, tell him, we can tell him. Tell him what, what you first did first. Put it, where did you oh, put so- <laughs> The first weed that I ever got you. I was like, you don't have to eat it, but it goes. <laughs> What? I can't remember. It was the, the spray. Oh, yeah. That, you know, we could get this Fiora spray. Yeah. That nice. were like down under on the woman. <laughs> what? And it's supposed, that to feel it's supposed to feel better. The orgasm is filtered because Sponsor, you sponsor, guys. You couldn't, you couldn't your first time just do it normal? <laughs> you never done it before. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what would be really cool? Let me get a spray for down there. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to do it, I want to go all the way. Because yeah. when we were scared, we were going to go to prison if we had right. cannabis all, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it hide it in a coconut-based kind of spray. <laughs> and then Craig would spray a couple in his mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool, he's using cannabis. And then, you know, it just became kind of like, what's the big freaking deal? Why was right. I just... And then I would just try quietly step into the next phase of like, I really am not giving a shit what all the Christian people taught me. Like, yeah. what? Why is that? Why is that over there? That seems so dark. Yeah. Like I just, you why does it smoke. feel so good to do something that's like it is that same? Why does it feel so good? I want to be wrong if it feels so great. What? And, and Craig said uh, you. He came home and he worked for three weeks on mushrooms, and you started noticing a difference. Was that a positive difference? What's the difference you started noticing? The difference was, yeah, I was like, I don't know, digging him like way more. Going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm attracted to something he's doing over here. Yeah. So I wasn't attracted to um, when he was working through his things with his dad's, you know, lineage of these kind of like 
sex areas and yeah. I didn't, it's like, I wanted to be there for him as he was going through that. But on the flip side, it was just really hard for me, like as his wife, you know, to be asked yeah. by Christian women, like, how can you do that with him? And, um, kind of like not everybody could be married to him and things like that. And it was like really, really hard. Yeah. Cause but- I was like, I love him and I don't, I, he's going through something. Right. And then I was all up in my like crazy ass patterns, you know, from childhood and stuff. Yeah. But we didn't know. And let me let Jeanette keep going because um, we didn't know what we didn't know. So I started to shift with cannabis. We moved to the beach. We pulled our kids out of school. We just started living. I lived for more of a heart space. I slowed down. I wasn't afraid of it. I started showing anyone I could dispensaries. I started just saying like, and then my board at the time was like, oh, you can't talk about this. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And then Jeanette said this 20 year marriage. I thought we were moving in a path and I was changing through cannabis, but she said, Hey, I can't do another 20 years married to you like this. So when I read Michael Pollan's book, how to change your mind, I then said to Jeanette, give me 30 days. Um, she doesn't want to be married to me. And we were both in our patterns. We were stuck, but I was like, fuck, I got it. I'm going to go try it. I'm Who was go- it that she didn't want to be married to? Which Craig was that? The cannabis Craig? That was the old, the old Craig that was changing. And so I figured some things out. In a month, I knew she saw some changing. So when I took her to this retreat and I said, hey, I want to show you what I've been working with. I've been spending time with this the last three weeks with, uh, with another guide. Um, you knew about my other experience on MDMA, but I want you to trust me with this. I have a playlist. I have massage set up for you for body work. I have the whole day. You don't have to worry about the kids. You're going to be worried about the kids that when you get into this work that you're neglecting them because you're going to have so much work. This is going to show you on yourself, but our kids will be better because of this. Mm-hmm. And so she said, looked at this chocolate heart mushroom that I had had. And she says, I'll do it. And so I, we were away from the family. I had, I don't know. I've been planning retreats my whole life. So I was like, Oh, cool. This is a fun one. It's a, it's a spiritual retreat. And uh, by that time I had moved on to this idea of these plants are spiritual. And so our first retreat, I've known Jeanette since 19. I know her voice. um, I know her strength, her power. (laughs) Our biggest fights for 20 years has been, I've been pushing her to look at all this discomfort and I've been blamed for a lot of her pain instead of her wanting to dive in. Truth. And so on her first journey, I knew there was something to explore with her voice because that's what kept coming up for me. And mushrooms have a way of showing you what you're not able to see on your own, but whatever needs to is bubbling on the surface or whatever's there, that first thing's going to come up. And yeah, if you want to talk about just what you realize with your mom and your voice. Oh yeah. I mean, my voice was taken it, you know, I say taken, but I think, yeah, it just affected my voice. I want to say it like that. Just the things that I experienced as a child, like yeah. was a witness to um, massive states of depression and rage and anger and um, avoidance. And it's pretty crazy. There was uh, physical abuse as far back as I can go at this point. I, there might be a little bit more of the ancestry stuff to go back, but there was a lot of physical abuse within my lineage and I think I'm the first person to actually acknowledge that 
and say, wow, that's a lot of hurt and pain you guys have been passing down for a long time. Yeah. And then I just discredit it, like that knowing and that feeling that that's, you know, why all the pain is on me of just like people literally getting hit, like physically harmed. So, yeah, it's been tough to look at because I just feel like it's everybody's hurt and pain, like all on me. Yeah. So. And it, and it is. I mean, that the, was my I, first I don't think journey. we realize we carry that much. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like her mind was blown. What most people see on these first journeys, you see everything, but you see nothing kind of at the same time. But in guided spaces, not where you're just tripping balls and jumping off bridges. But when you go do these things at, at places that do this you're able to go really far if you want to. And what Jeanette realized with her mom, she's just like, this is where I lost my voice and this is why I don't have it. And I've got to heal some of this stuff. So then it sent us both on this healing journey. Um, That was magical. And we ended up back. um, I couldn't wait to show Jeanette MDMA with this therapist that I had worked with. And um, it was a couple months later after the first journey, it wasn't a matter of, Oh, Jeanette's going to go try all these things. Um, I'm the guy that's going to probably try all the rides at the park and then tell you which ones to ride. And um, I knew Jeanette was sick. I knew that the pain that Jeanette was taking on from everybody else and herself that she never dealt with, with the dad that was never there, the mom, the, I could see it. You start seeing things real clear and I could see it manifesting in Jeanette's body. She's been sick um, for quite some time. Um, man, she shouldn't even have been able to have kids. That was a gift. And then she said uh, ovarian cysts. She'd been monitored by the best of doctors at Kaiser. But I knew when she would eat, when she would say things, oh, that food doesn't bother. If it's the food thing or this, it was always something with her stomach. And she started realizing this is where I hold these emotions. And so I said, hey, I think if we work with this therapist on MDMA, there's a lot of discoveries that you could see. Um, Spirit had just kind of shown me that she was sick. And I kept trying to tell her, you're sick. And body and body body kept coming up on that particular MDMA trip. It was all body, 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 all this trauma that had happened to my body, even like childbirth and that thing hitting my eye. Um, I mean, so far back, like laser eye surgery, all the things that I had done to my outer body to hide, like I was just carrying all this pain and then figuring out like body, 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 I got to pay attention to this. There's something going on with that. It totally relates all back to, yeah, it's all physical abuse through my whole lineage. So it's, of course, it's all coming on me, like body, 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 but it's like, I'm the first to actually recognize that that's what that is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we do this, we do this journey and she's sitting there. I thought MDMA were going to have like this amazing thing and cry and then have like just these most magical moments. And she starts making lists. I got to call the doctor. I got to do this. I got to get this holistic doctor. Things come in through spirit, through your intuition, your knowing. You start trusting that now more than the mind in those spaces. And this lady, this therapist that's holding space says, oh yeah, body. Wednesday night, we get back on a Sunday. On Wednesday, Jeanette finds out she has cancer. Not only is the death, the fear of death through some of these psychedelic works, like that goes away. The awareness is there and you're like, oh, that makes sense. That's why I have a whole list. I already made a doctor's appointment on oh Monday God. and she didn't even know why she's coming in there. And on Wednesday, she finds out she has cancer. And then everybody starts telling her all the things to do and not to do and who to trust and what to take and all that. 
And then she sits more in this awareness that she's learning of like, oh, I can trust myself. So she goes on the most badass fucking cancer healing journey that I've ever seen that we never would have got to if I never would have launched Christian Cannabis because I never would have had the connections I had inside the industry. Instead of big pharma saying to do chemo, a friend in the industry said, I'll give you RSO, which is Rick Simpson oil, and it will heal your wife. And don't listen to all the advice that they're telling you to do. Do this regimen, which for somebody who had never smoked in her life until maybe a few months, so never actually smoked a joint, a cigarette, was now being prescribed a thousand milligrams a day of cannabis. Good and Lord. for six weeks was going to be high out of her fucking mind. <laughs> Which I was. And that was going to start her healing journey before a full hysterectomy. And meanwhile, people are judging us for all they use cannabis. And I'm watching it. Like, oh, literally. We've done a lot more than that thus far. But So Jeanette started, yeah, even suppositories. I mean, you tell them about just your... RSO journey. Oh, RSO. They like to call it full extract cannabis oil. It's like so intense and potent. You're supposed to get up to a thousand milligrams a day in six weeks in a six week period. So you just started out so small, like they put it in these tubes. It's this weird, sticky substance, gooey. You take a, the size of a half a grain of rice um, and do that three times a day until you can work yourself up to like that whole entire syringe in one day with a thousand milligrams. Golly. So I was like, right, I'll calculate this. I kind of tried to act towards Craig, like, Hey, um, what do you think about these measurements for this, uh, Rick Simpson oil thing? And, but it's like, Oh fuck, this is going to be tough. So I was glad I had Craig there to be like, no, you just take this much. I don't know. And just start- being around, but you have to have support through those things for real. I mean, People a thousand to- milligrams, you were out of your mind, weren't you? I no, mean, yeah, that- and I'm trying to act like a mom still. And drive? And then my kids were like, Mom, no, you don't okay. have to drive. A and I is- can't fucking get it. I never get it. I kept going, what are you talking about? I've changed so much. I'm like just sitting down now. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah, a, a gummy <laughs> is five milligrams. And that could send you. And That's so- why you say it's yeah. so frustrating and so fucking hard. Because I don't, I don't get it yeah, ever. Even with these high dose fucking so milligrams. She, I'm watching her on it. Eventually you have to do it suppositories because it, it cuts the mind that way. And so you're ejecting cannabis up your ass. And this coconut yes, thing so at mind. such huge doses. But what it does is when she's saying I can drive, I can still be a mom. No, Jeanette, the kids are like, mom, you can't fucking drive. Uh, just stay, rest. Oh, I, I, I'm slowing down. It makes your body heal because you get out of this pace that we're in in the world. Yeah. And you're a fucking stoner. But in the way of like, you're not like, you know, Snoop Dogg over there. Just she was she was in the pain. She's sitting in so wow. much awareness. And then she's being directed what organs to remove when the doctors are going, <laughs> oh, no, it's going to jump you into menopause. You got to do this. You got to save this. Such clarity that I saw with Jeanette. And then we're like, OK, fuck it. Like, I've done psychedelics. I believe in cannabis. You know what? I'm not going to be quiet anymore. The mushrooms on my first journey, I recorded a video telling my story about Triple X Church just to my friend because I was like, I'm quitting Triple X Church. Everybody, it's not me. I want to have fun. I want to show people what I know now. I, cannabis is good. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm done. The, the mushrooms sent me into this place where I don't care about judgment. I know what's right for me. So I launched after my first journey on mushrooms, I flew the plane over Coachella, spent $13,000 on a credit card to hang ChristianCannabis.com over main stage of Coachella. 
And the next thing you know, friends are calling going, you know, we thought you were a friend. You can't do this. We'll pray for you. Our best friend <laughs> left her. And now I was like, guys, you don't even know. I've been on to some other things here that I'm not scared of your thoughts on cannabis. And so a bunch of people started showing up in our life. And um, I don't know, maybe it's the evangelist in me. You don't have to evangelize this anymore, but I think maybe the former self of needing to be spread this message, this radically changed our family. This changed my life. We were on a new path now. So I said to Jeanette, what about if we just like, like show it to a few, tell a few people, like they probably, probably will fucking judge us. And, but like a few of these friends that I've met now, it's like, I think this would help. And, um, whatever that was, because on our first journey, we saw this vision of a retreat center. I can't tell you all the crazy wild things yet of what happened, but within a few months, we were handed a five acre retreat center in the middle of Santa Cruz mountains that a shaman had lived on for 40 years that a magical man named Joshua built who's 76 years old. That in the middle of a pandemic, when Jeanette was recovering from her cancer surgery and our family just went on this wild coaster, I just said, let's move to this retreat center where they do these kind of things. And we moved our family for a year to a place where we've watched hundreds of people heal. They put an eye mask on. They use a small dose of these things. You can watch an episode on Goop called The Healing Episode, episode one. Gwyneth Paltrow's team wasn't at this place, but it's very similar to this place that they were at Jamaica. That's where I moved our family. And we saw the most healing that we've ever seen. We saw the most magic that we've ever been around. Uh, It was the highlight of our kids' life. Um, Both their 2020 recap videos on Instagram just shared their whole, what you guys were doing in COVID, who knows? What we were doing was welcoming guests without masks, um, giving hugs, not keeping social distance, but actually getting really close to people and giving them the space in the middle of nature to explore themselves. Mm -hmm. And the most magical things happened. My son recorded his second album. Our daughter's 15 wrote a book called how to be happy after she watched, whether it was a homeless person or a billionaire that came to the retreat center, start to heal or watched how none of those things matter, how these people are all connected, how we're all one. We started realizing the mind, body, spirit connection. We brought in people that did Reiki massage therapists, um, all sorts of different things from ice baths to yoga to all the woo-woo shit that I'm like, oh no, it fucking works because you get your mind, body, spirit in this balance and you give people three, four days to just heal and you give them the space away from the noise. There was no cell phone coverage. I had a fucking landline. People thought I was crazy. I sold my computer. Where did Craig go? I'm in the fucking middle of the woods watching the most magic that I've ever seen. The art that came from it, the albums, the artists, guys, there's a reason like, this opens up not just your channels, this opens up everything in your life and it lets you look and stare at things. And, um, but how, a- how would y'all be at peace though? Cause it seems like to me, it seems like you had to get a ton of messages going, wait, you were a Christian and now you, you're just, you're, you're a drug addict or, or a drug user or a drug dealer or a bit. They called you a billion different. I mean that y'all, you were at this very successful, influential, 
Christian organization, and now this, it had to be kind of, didn't, did people turn their back? I mean, or just old fans or people that had come through Triple X Church and appreciated all you did, did they turn on you? I mean, that seems like that, it, how were you getting healed with, in peace with that, something like that happening? So that's the work. The work's to stay unattached to all those feelings and emotions of how people are going to take this. For me, there's a fucking knowing. I gave my life to Christian ministry in Venezuela at 16. My grandma said, go into business like your uncle, make a lot of money. You're too smart for this. Don't go to the church. I gave up everything for a calling and a belief that was outside of me. This God, this Jesus story. When I found these medicines and I found myself through slowing down, I know what I know. I know I don't need to read it in a text. I don't need to hear it in a sermon or in a song. I know what I know inside of me. And so what I did was I mailed my phone, I sold my computer, and I mailed my phone to my assistant, Michelle, for 18 years. She's been by my side. I said, Michelle, if they're nice, give them my new number. If they're not nice, don't share with me at all. I don't have cell phone coverage. I'm in the woods. And there's a bunch of new people that I never knew. Um, The favor, the influence that started coming through, the people that uh, new doors started to open. And I knew old friends. You want all your family. You want all your friends. I invited my mom to a retreat. She said, I'm not going to do anything. I said, mom, just watch what I'm doing. She goes, so many people are crying. I'm 76. I don't want to deal with that. I'm like, it's okay. Then you don't have to. But these people are choosing to look at this so they don't have to continue to carry these things. And then it's like you just get activated and you get clear and free. And then you're like, I don't care. And so I got a new phone and people would start to come in and they would text. And I was like, Hey, do you want to come to Santa Cruz or do you want to be a part of this? And in December, we left Santa Cruz. And that's why I feel free to be able to talk about this because I'm no longer doing this. There's cities, seven of them right now that are decriminalized um, where you can do this type of work. But there's other countries that are wide open. So for the last six months, I've been living in Mexico. And um, as we've given up the retreat center back to the family that built it, our community that moved there, there's seven of us that moved there. And this community of hundreds of people that now have come through there, there's several of those people that have um, majorly been disrupted from the VP of a major hospital that says, no, this COVID is bullshit. We're paying, we're writing checks for this. All these conspiracies are actually really true. I didn't get into this work for this. I'm leaving to Costa Rica to start a plant-based retreat center. When people start just going, man, I was doing this and now I do this. I just wanted to keep going. And for me, I was like, I wonder if I could do this and be in these kind of spaces without being tied to a retreat. I never had a church, triple X church, but we had this, we were able to just go to other people's churches. So our family's been um, on this mission since December. Um, We healed at Rainbow Ridge, it was called. Um, We moved. So just, just to clarify, when you say healed, you mean like a, uh, Jeanette's cancer. She, I mean, she's, she's healed. And, and then like mentally, emotionally, what, what, when you say you were healed at that ridge? Well, for me, for me, the ridge was the time that I was transforming from menopause at a very early age, very quickly, because I had a full hysterectomy in 20, January, 2020. So then, yeah, it was just, then it was like off to the ridge. And I think for me, it was like, 
this is really difficult because my body is healing. That full hysterectomy was like a big deal. Yeah. The suture the doctor puts in is thick and long. And she said it would take a year to heal. And, but I just went in like three months after that up to the ridge and just worked my ass off physically as if this wasn't healing down here. Like, what did I just not learn in my whole healing process before that was to slow the fuck down? Like, why are you so worried about unnecessary things? My friend used to say, don't worry about the little things, Jay. I don't know. I just kept running and running and running. Like, where the fuck are you going? Just chill out. And y'all, well, I like to ask if you, the drugs chill. help you chill out. Is that is that the thing, too? Well, like, yeah. Let me say this about yeah. the drugs, because people will take all this and obviously twist this yeah most people i've talked to or i've been around have had one or two psychedelic experiences it's all they need they don't need to be on one or two pills a day or all a booster shot or all this other bullshit one or two things that you can get from the ground whether that's frog venom with the uh, bufo that's a fucking wild ride or whether that's combo or whether that's mushrooms or peyote ayahuasca there are things that are going on in other countries or at these retreat centers that aren't, there are nothing but amazing things when you do them in sacred settings and you do them one time, you don't, oh, you don't get addicted to these things. And what they do is they show up so much stuff in your awareness that you can look at and you can go on that own healing journey or they shift things into your consciousness to go, oh yeah, I want to look at that now. And so we got to live at a place where this was going on, where people come through this place and we're watching people heal. We're watching people look at stuff. We're seeing people come one weekend and come back with their mother-in-law, come back with their son that's now a grown adult or come back with their wife. Most people don't get there with their loved one the first time because they've got to be there on their own journey. Some couples have come. We watched a an amazing woman come the night before her cancer surgery, a former Mormon that I don't fucking care what my church says about it. I'm facing breast cancer. She had to go in for three surgeries in one week. And she said, I never would have done that without being able to get through this without this journey. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to watch this. Our kids were able to see how things can heal. These plants are spiritual. So for me, my evolution was like Christian cannabis. Cool. Like we're going to do that. We're going to have some major things coming with Christian cannabis it's going to be a major brand across all the dispensaries. I'm saying that right now, like, just wait. Yeah. Um, spiritual plants is next for us. Like, not uh, anything in that realm other than just showing people the spiritual nature of these plants and being able to provide awareness that these places exist. Uh, the places I've been in Mexico where these sacred plants have been used for years with people in the community. And then you go to their town and you see why they're alive and they're awake. Um, you see why this stuff's uh, important to get out of your body, to get massage, to get energy just going through. There's so many things that that were brought into these retreats that I was like, oh, that will work if you actually want to work on this whole mind, body, spirit alignment. And um, yes, yeah, disrupted our world in the best way. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It's been like it's really bonded us too. yeah, it really? seems like it. I mean, it I seems feel like it. I've never said that like publicly ever. It's really bonded us. Although everyone thinks we're separated and hate each other and I'm crazy. And it's just like with yeah. Ron Jeremy, it's the same thing going on right now. Like you used to travel around with Ron Jeremy and everybody thought you guys from a distance didn't agree on anything and hated each other. But he's the one that you've called when he's about ready to die. 
in open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I'm really interested in that Ron Jeremy stuff. But before yeah. that, I still want to I want to poke at some other stuff um, still in there well, from Triple X Church to here, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm just saying what you guys are saying is so wild and extreme. Yeah, you look like Ricky Schroeder right now. I'm with getting your younger. Hair. I'm getting younger and calmer as Ricky I find my, as I find myself as well. Um, okay. Uh, when are you going to come to one of our uh, a retreat that we set up for you? I'm interested to do Who's so. In? I mean, in? I'm interested to do I'd so generally. Um, I've done. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll come to Rainbow Ridge or the one in Mexico exactly, or if, uh, you know, but I do think that the spiritual medicine thing is very interesting i've done a little bit of mushrooms once and um i I get the gist of what's going on there i also like the book how to change your mind i think that's great Uh, but you strike me as a like a uh of pretty much the christian christian timothy leary at this point and as is in that book um you know what i mean you're like this all-in figure for this new thing that you're on now and sitting here listening to you it's like say that yeah, it's like you're so zealous for it um, that it's like it's kind of jarring in a way to coming from um, the way that you are obviously a charismatic guy, an evangelist, a pastor, uh, this. And now the energy that I have that I'm hearing you say all this with is is just just as zealous as those kinds of things. So that's I'm trying to uh, that. The, but this particular change y'all had in this pretty short period of time it was a it was pretty extreme circumstances i realized but that must have been a real extreme shift for your whole family as a unit and with your kids and stuff like that so that's kind of i'm i'm really curious about the details of how you yeah but i'm curious about what is the model there like are you still doing like you gave away triple x church you gave it to carl is it still the same thing are you you still keep all your support that you had from you know how does that work no, no, I, I'll i tell you how it works. I had to let it all go, man. It wasn't me. When I realized this wasn't me, I wasn't ever honest with me, and I never knew me, and this isn't me. So the first thing I did was came home and said, Jeanette, before Rainbow Ridge, can I quit my job? I have money in our 401k. We have money if we need to sell the house. And can I start something new? It won't be digital. It won't be fast. It won't be quick, but it will be what I'm passionate about. And the company was called Creating Fun. Sounds like I went on a fucking mushroom journey. Now I just want to be the fun guy. But like, really, it was like, God, that's been me. I want to do music. I want to do technology that moves people. I want to do something in this retreat space, but it's going to take me a while to figure this out. So I just want to try some things. And can we do it? Like, I thought you were dying. Now we're living like, I don't care about being the porn guy. It was like my dad's thing. So I took my mom to the Green Bay Packer game against the 49ers. It was the same game, the same place that my uh, my dad and I went to our last football game together. My mom wore his jacket. And I said, Mom, I got to just tell you about dad's secret. I got to be released of all this stuff. And I'm not going to be the triple X church guy anymore because I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And um Jeanette and I spent my birthday at a strip club. If you want that story, mom, uh, that's a fun one. But Hoffman says you have to close the, the circle of transformation and you have to ask your parents for forgiveness. And if your parents aren't alive, you don't have to do it. But I needed to reconcile some things with my dad. And I asked Jeanette on my birthday in Vegas to go to the, I don't know, the Hustler Club. I don't oh, know. It's somewhere. so hard for me. It was so hard for me. And um, 
So we did it. And then I was free to just go, man, you can be you. I trust you. You want to start this cannabis company? You want to do some other things? We're going to get judged. We're going to lose friends. But we know what we know. And um, that we have each other. I mean, hands down. I think the hardest thing I'll let Jeanette say this was then I said, let's move to this retreat center and invite like three other people. So it was like, where's the sense of my family? And we lived in fucking different tiny houses and places. So our family then all of a sudden in the middle of COVID. And my and my hysterectomy. Yeah, we we're like, let, I moved in six days. I got to let everything go. Like literally fucking everything. My son is turning 18 and leaving. He's going to be a superstar, right? Then Craig is like, hey, I'm out kind of for a, a hot minute. Cause I got to get clear and I got to figure out what's next for me. I'm done carrying my dad's pain. I'm done carrying your pain. So then it's just like, this is where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it would be disruptive on the whole family unit. And I am curious about the kids. And you're saying Nolan there was, he left when he was eight, he's 18 now. He's 19 probably now. And what do you tell me about him being a superstar? If people don't know about that. Oh man, he's been, yeah. Ever since he was born, like came out literally like all the child actor and stories you hear, you know, Britney Spears and all that. Oh yeah. You knew from a young age. It's like, yeah. I like, I'm his fucking mom. He came out. I'm showing him these like baby Einstein videos. He's a fucking like brainiac. Like our whole fucking family is in- very intelligent. So that just like, I-, I don't know. Those baby Einstein videos really like stimulated something in him. Um, but he's been a performer like for his whole, I mean, ever since I can remember. What's he doing now? On our first, well, I'll say this on our, my first mushroom journey, I'm sitting with one of my best friends. And um, Nolan's first movie was Noah's, uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. We spent 13 weeks in Iceland and New York on a $150 million budget. Um, yeah, that was his first movie as Noah's son, Ham. And um, he finally, um, his passion's always been music. And on mushrooms, my friend Dave said, Craig, why is Nolan not doing music? So I come home, I'm all excited. Like I did on this journey and I had these downloads. I was like, why is Nolan not doing music? And Jeanette looks at me like, where have you been all day? And she goes, look, go look at the fridge. And on the fridge, this magnet, I always say it's always right in front of you. It's obvious, but not in plain sight. There's a magnet that he made when he was in pre-K that says, when I grow up, I want to be a rock star. And she's like, it's been in front of us. So I was like, Dave wants to work with Nolan. And Next thing you know, within a month, things just start going. He recorded his first song. He made his first album in three months. Um, he spent the whole year at Rainbow Ridge working with Steve Wilmot, who just has a song right now with uh, remixing One Republic. Um, Steve's produced this new album called Look Up. Uh, Nolan will be putting that out either at the end of this year or next year. Mm-hmm. He said, my life's a movie. Why do I want to act? And now he wants to play music. So um, meanwhile, his sister's taking notes at every integration meeting on Sunday. Uh My Sundays look different at Rainbow Ridge. Instead of speaking at a church and talking about porn, Elise would leave yoga and breath and stretching. Nolan would lead the breath down on the, the mat. And then we would take people in a sauna, a jacuzzi, and an ice bath and help them balance. And then we'd have breakfast that Jeanette would make. And then people would gather around. Uh, these are small groups of people, sometimes two or three at a time. Um, we would sit there over a meal and we would talk about the last two days in their journey. 
and our kids were invited to the integration meetings and um, they got to see people on Friday night dinner where they would walk in all nervous. And then by Sunday, how they would leave. They came in as strangers. They left his family. And so Elise is taking notes the whole time I see it. She's fucking a genius. She's 14, 15 at this point. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of our stay at Rainbow Ridge, she's like going out on tour with her brother, learned to play guitar in 30 days, starts doing all these things. And it's like, dad, I just wrote a book. I was like, when? Oh, on the car ride here. And she's like, I start reading it. I'm like, it's like the cliff notes to every Sunday meeting where she's heard people come in and talk about their happiness, their depression, what they needed to clear. So her book comes out at November at the first psychedelic wellness event called Delic in Nevada that we have a booth at. It's called How to Be Happy. She's figured out life at 16. Um, it's I know I'm at the right path with our kids and it sounds crazy. And we left the ridge. It was the best experience of our life. But I told everyone the world's opening up. I got to live with an artist named Tree, Tree Hill, um, overlooking Rainbow Ridge with thousands of trees. Tree's single comes out next month called Jupiter. She's a spoken word artist. She's as powerful voice as a Lauren Hill. Um, it's amazing the people that we've been in contact with or seen heal and the creative art expression that's come out of this. So I said, let's leave. Let's hit the road. Let's all find our fi- highest bliss. Let's try and let's try and see what opens up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got involved with a monk. Um, the monk used to journey on psychedelics with Steve Jobs. He's amazing. Like he lives in Chiang Mai, he runs a healing center, but he did an experience on five MEO DMT and he got a download from source and he's been doing inner work now for 10 years of his life. And he built a light that stimulates your pineal gland that you sit under and it puts you in a deep meditation state that you would have to be a monk to be able to get in those stages <laughs> or you'd have to be on drugs. Well, to add, check that with Andrew Huberman, somebody. Yeah. He's yes, the man to is. check on that. I think he says that light cannot enter your rectum and actually affect your brain uh, in the way it has to go through the eyes for the record. I believe yeah, 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 the third eye. And so we have this product called <laughs> Take Me to the Light. Um, Take Me to the Light is um, something we're going to launch as well. And it's for all my friends that don't want to try or explore medicines. Give me 10 minutes, shut your eyes, put on a playlist and watch your third eye open. And when you feel that reflection or you see the monk says the light only shows you what you're willing to see. It's a lot like a journey without psychedelics. Um, So I got an opportunity to meet uh, with a lot of people from um, Zappos with the light. Um, we got the light into their corporate headquarters, started showing the light, not drugs, to a lot of employees at Zappos. It started changing a community as people were just starting to wake up to, wow, what is that? What is that? And when you realize it's me, it's not Jesus on a cross. It's not, it's, it's not just that that you need. What Jesus was showing you was yourself. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Like, guys, you know what the story is. Just go. I don't think he needed all the necklaces with his bloody, you know, self on a, on a cross on our necklace. Like he's trying to remind us all who we are. And when you realize the duality that we've been taught in Christianity of God there and me self here, and we're a bunch of shitty people that need him. He's, I believe now when you see yourself as your higher self, as your spirit and these, you don't need to invite that in. You just need to be aware of what that is. And you walk in this new power. Um, 
there's a lot out there. There's a lot of other Christians. I won't name names. They don't have the balls yet to kind of talk about this. I get it. A lot of Christians have been beat up for a lot of other things. So this is the last on their list to say, oh, yeah, I do these things as well. But you'll start seeing a big shift. I think if we see cannabis fully legal next year, we'll see mushrooms and other plant medicines start to be decriminalized. 172 cities are starting that process. Uh, We're involved in that decriminalized uh, decriminalized nature movement. Um, Things are coming and shifting and they better fucking shift because this other world of big pharma and vaccinations and COVID medicines and all that bullshit is going to keep us at a lower vibration. Uh, It's going to alter your body, your operating system in ways that you don't want to really, I don't think you want, um, they don't want you disconnected to spirit and uh, they want to, but let me ask you a question here real real quick. How, how do you do this? Like if you, if you, if you told another family, Hey, go do what Craig did. I mean, you were a normal person in my view, you know, you were doing the normal in the sense of. Uh, our shared Christianity background, what you were doing and all that stuff. And then, uh, and now you live in Costa Rica and do, uh, MD. M- what, I can't, I don't even know all the drugs. You do. Like how, how do you, but like, how do you just do that? Like, so somehow you've decided entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur. And so that's how it, but I mean, like, it's, it's like what you're doing. Most people can't just get to go, get to go to a, a, campground and have all these awesome experiences right like it's wild that you've been able to do this right because yeah. i mean yeah it seems like not, you have all the magical, magical you know here's why you know it you wake up when you hear these terms you know like people waking up i've watched people get saved and then resaved and then resaved and then recommitted and you know god going to hillsong god every night it's like every you do a worship song you got to get someone saved in between and so when when you wake up, you wake up yeah. and it might shift. And so for me, I'm a guy that jumps in. I cannonball. My friends get mad at some of my friend the other day. He's like, I don't fucking cannonball like you, gross. Like, just give me, get, lay off me. I was like, dude, it's just whenever you're ready, you can. And I've seen you cannonball. So for me, Jeanette was going to leave. Then I thought she's going to die. Then we have to deal this stuff. And it's been right. It's always been right because we now can trust ourselves instead of the doctors, instead of this, instead of, and you follow your spirit. So what I said to Jeanette, COVID, it's going to be a thing. I didn't believe it. We got word from a bunch of other people what was coming. And, um, but I said, Hey, it's going to shift things. So it's going to give us opportunity where everyone in my space right now seems available that all of a sudden don't have jobs or don't have this urge. So it gave us a shot, a shot at making a shift. So I, I saw it as a window. I also said to my friend after doing one retreat, we did one retreat before we moved to a retreat center. Um, sorry, we did one retreat before we had this idea. And it's just my crazy ass mind. I said, what about if I didn't do any business and I didn't do anything else? This is coming from a guy that could fucking have 14 different emails, different things, speak, do uh, nothing. And we just showed some we just, we just did this. We just sat with people. We just, yeah. My friend said, how much money do you have? Cause I said, what do you mean? What she goes, I said, would we ever run out of money? What do you mean? Just show people this and don't chart. No, don't have any transactions. Don't try and make any money during this season. And I said, I could probably last two years. And both Jeanette and Colette said, no, we'll never run out. 
we've spent over a million dollars doing it um, of our own money. Jeanette tried to file for bankruptcy last month, and I told her, we're not bankrupt. Don't count me out. So, Toby, the short answer. Just um, one of the I'm ideas sorry. that came there. So tell me this. Let me just say this. Just one of the ideas. Just one of the things. I've made no money in 18 months. I have very little money left to the point of Jeanette said, we're going to file bankruptcy. She went to a lawyer and they said, you sold your house for $0.3 million. You show a $560,000 profit. Somebody gave me money for that house. A pastor friend of mine gave me $175,000 to buy that house 10 years ago. I've always been led and directed to places and people have shown up and crazy things have happened in my life. So I told Jeanette, we should sell the house and do this. It was never our house to begin with. We cashed out $600,000 of our retirement fund that I've never missed a payment on. My money's been sitting in a coal mine. If you listen to that Bonavere song, it hit me. I said, what about if we gave it away? We gave it away to anyone who asked us for anything or anything spirit told us to do. What about if we built this retreat center for this place and we walked away from it? Um, it's been a fucking journey. She thought we were bankrupt. We had very little money left. And today I got wired $250,000 for an idea. Just one of many that have come in. I've never sold an idea like this. I've never been involved in any kind of venture that big. And I said to Jeanette, we're still fucking alive. And okay. um, it got me to write a book called Bankrupt But Spiritually Rich. And you don't have to go bankrupt to be like, you don't have to be bankrupt. You okay, I got to point out that you have to be willing to lose it, guys. You have to be willing to lose whatever you're holding on to, whether that's your kids. Yeah, you got to let them go at 18. You got to let them go right now. Doesn't mean you don't parent them. Doesn't mean you don't love somebody. You can't stay attached to anything down here. If you want to bring heaven down here on earth and you want to be in that space, let it go and watch it flow back. Watch it come back in fucking wildest ways. And even Jeanette kind of gave up for a moment and uh, we went through it. And I said, go do what you need to do, but watch it come back. When I say trust, Jeanette has a book called Mushrooms and Menopause that's coming out. Like, fuck, I know what's <laughs> happening. There's so much stuff that will come back. But yeah, I had no fucking money and it just came in right on time, right when we're talking to you. And so now I can actually say, when you guys reached out, it meant the world because, dude, it looks from a distance. It never looks like what it is when you start judging people. And Christians, they do the worst of it. And they just write you off. My webmaster just sent me all of my websites. And he just sent me them as a zip file. And he said, I didn't know you were this far into new age shit. Like, like you know, be gone. And I was like, God, I thought we were friends. I thought I prayed for you when you had kids. I thought you were in you've been at my house. Like, what did I do? That's causing you this. That's just giving my story. Jeanette's story is just giving people a chance to look at. And if you want to go, if you want to experience some of these things, just see what you got to let go of and see what you also got to heal. That's not yours and get that shit off your body. And you'll see it in Jeanette, like a whole fucking new body, a whole different thing. And yeah, we don't have wedding rings on and it looks different. And I've been traveling the world with her. But she's been on a different journey and she birthed two kids. But this new stage after menopause, it's like what creation is finally going to come out of you? And I've had to step away from that and allow. And God, it's hard. It's fucking hard. So meanwhile, I don't care about what people have judged or said because I've been in this work and I trust it. And it might not be for you guys. It might not be for everyone. But when it is, 
Um, I'll get a message from someone and go, oh, man, what are you doing? Or, hey, where could I go do this? Um, Yeah, I've never seen somebody go backwards in this work. Well, I've seen some turbulent rides, but uh, people are better because of it. And people say, thank you for showing me I can trust myself. God, we put so much on, on our power. We give it so much away to the cross and to so many other things and things and people. And uh, man, the spirit, Holy Spirit, however you want to say it in Christianese, it's you. Like Jesus was pointing it back to you. And um, I think we lose sight of ourselves. And a religion's easier to follow because it puts it to somebody else. But spirit is back on you. Okay, curious about what song that is? Well, it's not like I'm not going to let you know. That's the whole point of the ad. That's the whole point of Tooth and Nail being an awesome sponsor of this podcast, which we appreciate over all the time, the partnership of that. But this is Phineas. You might have guessed that a lot of people know Phineas because Phineas is a popular band, and we featured him on the show here before. <clears throat> so this song is called The Fire Itself. It's the newest single from Phineas's new record. The record's also titled The Fire Itself. Uh, it comes out on August 27th, and it's the comeback record that Phineas fans have been waiting for. It's their first album since 2017's Dark Flag. It was produced by Daniel Galley and mixed by Carson Slovak and Grant McFarland. There's some trivia and some detail for you that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, you can still buy pre-orders for a few more days, including a digital deluxe album that includes guitar stems. That's a great idea. A huge digital booklet and a ton more. And it's always... All you got to do and what Tooth and Nail wants you to do and what Phineas wants you to do is to follow them on Spotify so you don't miss any news or music from them. The Fire Itself, that new album, is available everywhere on August 27th. Well, I am very much, uh, it seems very much that you guys have indeed been on quite a journey and it, the the circumstances and all the things that are unique to you play a big yeah. part in that and you know it wasn't it's mm-hmm. from from the sound of it to me it wasn't that you had the option to stay the same that was never going to be on the table like whatever you were doing that wasn't going to continue so you get this whole yeah, the life of <coughs> new life and everything but i would point out the what's fascinating to me the, is the that last uh whole rant you gave which was good and powerful and i hear you that was all the answer to Toby's questions of what should normal families do, and it included spend a million dollars of your own money on a retreat center, get a house that somebody gives you worth $175,000, and then have somebody send you $250,000 for an idea you have. And so, you know, just, you know, just, just, that's just what, you know, that's the path, that kind of thing. Yeah, normal. I, I just thought I, I had to be so normal with yeah. all the kids and myself and hide myself. Ew. What, do, no what thing. does normal look like now? Like, what's are y'all in Mexico now? Are y'all in California? Where, where, like, what? Where, California. Where, 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 she's living with my business partners back. Back house. How humbling is that? With no fucking house. You go from like state to state of these like gorgeous places that I like gosh and then I end up in this little tiny room in the back of our business partner's house feeling a little bit like I'm outstaying my welcome so I offered him some cash flow that I didn't have or didn't think I had and then didn't tell Craig oh I I started paying the guy because his wife was just always at us all the time you know and I 
felt uncomfortable to be in other people's spaces when I had just come from Rainbow Ridge. That was like, everybody's welcome. Right. Do whatever you need to do with glasses. If you need to like, you know, put them in the dishwasher, wash them by hand. Like it was so free and carefree. And I came into a space and I was just like humble. Yep. Like, wow, I missed out on that. Like freedom I used to have what's going on. Oh, it's me. Like I have something else to clear in my space. No. Well, you, you know? guys have lived unique lives all the way through and your kids and I don't, you know, whatever. It sounds like the Craig's history and your history. You, you have a dynamic uh, family. They're all entertainers. They're all engaging people. Every one of you is engaged. Yeah. Your daughter has a book, your right. son's a book, you know, so you guys um, are not the representative of the most normal Christian family I, or anything out there. That, so. But I but didn't it, know yeah, but you've given us a really good view of uh, you're very open people and you've been able to give us a view of a path that, you know, can exist or, um, you know, you've filled in a lot of the, uh, you know, archetype of a certain type of Christian deconstruction that goes down a certain type of path. So it's kind of it's, it really is neat to see that from where we started, where Bad Christian started and the amount of rapid change y'all have done is fascinating in a pure humanity way to just to hear, catch up. See that, hear all that is great. I don't know. Like a part of me is just like always, I don't see what everybody else sees so clearly sometimes. It's just interesting that you're, I don't know. So if somebody has been so, like support a Craig Gross fan from the get go, let's say somebody's like I rec- like like Jeanette was, I really like Craig. I believe in Craig is I think what it, it kind of comes across that Jeanette's point of view about you, and then a lot of people have been able to believe in you over the years and become the Triple X Church guy and beyond. And I imagine there's a certain amount of people like you're saying that have supported you all the way through and continue to do so. If they're Craig Gross supporters or whatever, what's the what is the thing that goes across all those things that you've been that people are still supporting you? What is that? What is that? Qual- what is the thing that they're supporting? If every all the different versions that you've been able to go through in your transformation or evolution, what have they been supporting all along? The people that are resonating with you or supporting you directly? Oh, Matt, nobody's supporting. Um, so I've lost. I gave up the ministry and just said, hey, look, I don't want to hinder that. Carl worked with me for eight years. Um, in January, I was finally like, you know what? We got we to gotta be, be gone from that. Uh, we have a new, uh, you know, the Spiritual Plants is the name of the, the nonprofit. But um, we didn't ask for any money for any of the retreats. And then some people have given, uh, some of these new people have given uh, donations. But the old support was gone. Uh, it started to hinder, obviously. You know, people started sending emails. But I mean, just, I don't even mean money. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound like I was saying it even that way. I just mean like followers, like your social media oh. is the continuous, for instance. Yeah. So what happened was, um, yeah, I mean, I had a landline. I obviously got off social media for, you know, a good amount of time. I started then when I, during COVID, started posting things. People, oh, he's into conspiracies. Yeah. Look at your world fucking today. They're all here. Um like didn't believe a lot of the stuff that I was seeing. And um, yes, I didn't care about who from my past, all I cared about was each week who was showing up. And I, we never knew it. Nobody advertised. Nobody ever, you can't find anything about this place. If I actually, you know, I just told you the name, but you can't sign up. You can't go like you just, it's just, it's a quiet kind of thing. And I just was present with that. Um, but you have fans that that were your fans before your followers though that like they oh, yeah, a, no, a lot of them know. came with you all the way like you have people that are the through line all the way through with you no you know? no most people no. Most are you are, fu- are you fully alienated from all of even your 
so, social media followers and people like that's what I'm 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 just trying oh, to no, understand it, your life you circumstance. Yeah, you gradually lose some, and then some new people come in, and then what happens is like I got an email from in my junk uh, DMs three weeks ago. Hey, dude, you were at my Talbert College speaking years ago. He's 35 now, so however many years that was. Hey, I heard you're in Mexico. I heard you talking about your ayahuasca journey. Um, hey, is there any places there that you would recommend me to? And so I met up with him um, last week and he met me in Mexico. And it was like, yeah, I can show you around. I can show you what I know here. And it's funny because it's like, here's a guy that I spoke at his Christian college and now you're leaving the country uh, to meet me somewhere. Um, those people show up. You don't worry about the people that, you know, have dropped off. You go, man, I'm happy. I don't need to be on anyone's prayer chain. Like um, if they think they need to pray or they, I I stopped caring. I stopped needing that, but um, a whole bunch of new people have shown up and it's not, um, yeah, I went from speaking on stages of only the biggest churches in America really could kind of afford to bring, you know, speakers in and stuff like that, where you're doing thousands of, of people a weekend. And some weekends at Rainbow Ridge, it's two people. It's um, very small groups. Jesus hung out with 12 people for three years. So I think um, this is, you keep it personal. You keep it. Um, but y'all are at Rainbow Ridge now. Are you, is that something you're planning to do again? Like live at a retreat or what? Cause. Um, I'm just open. I'm open to whatever yeah. really. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to be doing a move here pretty soon. And who knows? We, um, the thing with retreats, like, I didn't, there's a lot of legal issues, just even obviously talking through all this stuff. Decriminalization isn't legalization. Oregon's the first state out to legalize this stuff. So one of my cannabis companies that I like, uh, their tagline is established before it was legal. Well, you say that back then you go to jail. And so as things shift, now you're like, oh, they're OGs. They've been in this. And so in this space, you've got to kind of look a little closer to find kind of what's going on. But for me, Leaving Rainbow Ridge, we put a lot into that. It was magic. Um, we left it for the family. There's 80 acres uh, in California that the family owns as well that we've started to work and develop on. There's a place in Los Lomos, Mexico, that I spent three out of the six last six months in. And that is an amazing retreat center um, called Helixai that I've been um, investing time and, and energy into. Uh, our friends that came through Rainbow Ridge have started a retreat center in Costa Rica. Um, so there's places to work out of. There's places um, in the States now that have, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's something coming out that we'll yeah. announce that uh, later. But there's, um, for me, I've felt this call to continue to go on the road. Our son's going to go on the road music-wise. Um, Jeanette's moving to Sedona with Elise. Um Sedona is a magical place if you want to explore all of the things that we're talking about without any of the medicines. It's for, um, it's magic. But it's the energy there, all the healers. So Jeanette's going to be there. Um, I'm going to be in between Sedona, Mexico. And the last thing I never thought I would be doing, but the Bible says, you know, you go back for the one instead of the 99. Um, yeah, Ron Jeremy has been one of my best friends. And um, there's nothing I would jump back into porn for except for Ron and um, Ron's being uh, Ron's. I don't, I don't believe in everything that's being thrown at Ron. And there's some things happening with Ron Jeremy that you're not going to read about in the news that involved the Supreme court and the DA. 
That fucker in Los Angeles. I'm sorry about that, but that guy is throwing the books at the wrong people. They have Ron on $6.5 million bail, and the guy who killed George Floyd got out on bail for $600,000. Ron's not doing well, and he's not been able to see people as he's in the medical unit. He's got some assets and some things to be able to, obviously, um, not enough to post $6.5 million bail, and I'm going to try and help bring Ron home. Uh, I don't know how much longer Ron's, you know, we don't know when our time is up, but uh, with his health and with this trial, there are some janky ass things going on in this trial that the Supreme court is going to look at at the end of September. It's not everything what you guys see in the news on these people. And Ron was kicked out of the uh, porn industry. I was kicked out of a lot of things and relationships and, um, yeah, so I'm going to be in L.A. working on uh, with Ron's lawyer and some things and um, and then back to different places doing some things. And um, I can finish the book now. The book, I wanted it to come out and nobody would read a book called Bankrupt and Spirit- but Spiritually Rich with a guy who said, well, you have nothing and you're homeless. Um, we're houseless. We're not homeless. And now this first money to come back in. Even if it didn't come in, I could finish the book because it's not about anything monetarily. Um, I just started saying I just need some money to keep doing what we're doing. And money will always be there. If you follow your spirit, you follow what you're doing. And so heal whatever you got to heal so you can get on to what you want to do. Jeanette will be back on your podcast, I'm sure, at some time (laughs) without me talking about the amazing things that she's going to deal with with women and dealing with this roller coaster of emotions of menopause and how to balance that with some of these fucking plants. God, we're not crazy drug people. We might just be a little hippie-ish now, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Matt, I'm sorry to hear. To porn, so I'll wait for you, Matt. You came to a porn show with me. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to hear about Ron. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about. I think yeah. people need to just say this. I think people just trust. They see my belief. And that's all I got. Jesus says, if you get faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. I believe it. And um, some people that will show up back, they still trust me. And I won't lead you astray. I won't lead you down a path. It might not be the easiest path, but what the Bible says, the wider the gates, but narrows the road. And God, this road goes through yourself. It doesn't go through anything else or any scripture that you have to have on your tattoo. It goes through yourself and you'll find it. Well, I appreciate it all, Craig. I remember when you first invited me to fly to Chicago, go to the porn convention, hang out with Ron, Jeremy, all that. And you paid for my flight and everything. And you saw something in the show that the show and was able to like monetize and make us take it seriously and push ourselves because it seemed real yeah. when somebody, you know, some, just some force out there, a nonprofit, whatever it is, was saying bet on these guys or listen yeah. to what they're doing or recognize that we were doing something. Um, so that all, that did mean a lot, put a lot of wind in our sails, re, you know, really early on. And when you brought me to that and met Ron, I thought that was great. And then a few <laughs> years later, I remember sitting at the at the rainbow room in uh, yeah. LA with Ron um, at, at a booth and he's playing his harmonica, playing the music. There's two, other, you porn, remember there's about two that? other porn stars there. He came to, yeah. I brought Ron to Emory at the yeah. Roxy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He saw us at the Roxy. He was standing side stage and then went to the rainbow room and he was playing his harmonica. And yeah. He's playing his harmonica. He was standing he's right all, on that top. All hymns. Yeah. Playing <laughs> That's hymns. right. I, <laughs> we were playing on stage and we were just playing, yeah. you know, and then I look up at the balcony, not, not the balcony, like the side stage has a ramp like that comes down yeah. and it's just 
the character of right. just the character Ron Jeremy standing <laughs> yeah. there just leaning in paying attention to just like the you know whole set like a, like, like a porn film is about to start he's there <laughs> Ron Jeremy yes music fan but that was but that, those, are, those are all uh, real experiences that were meaningful and it must be hard and you could say whatever you, you have to say there I'm sure but that's a tough situation um, for you but yeah whatever you because he's actually he is he's accused of rape like several times right. there's four there's four people that have come forward there's 19 other cases and the da will not list over the witnesses names or any information and just wants to force a trial with no pre-hearing and no witnesses called they're slimy guys this is all about votes this is all about re-elections this is all about sending messages the stuff you even see about weinstein when i mean this is this is all political we're living in a world where Kevin Spacey gets to work again. And God, like, I mean, okay. It's not the, it's the A-listers. It's the A-listers in the sex crimes, guys. The stuff you read about in the conspiracies with child trafficking. It's fucking real. It's not the Ron Jeremy's of the world. I've been with a, a waitress that said to us, as she delivered my chicken tenders, can I see it? He said, if you give it a kiss, they go behind the, the diner. I was like, that's how easy it is. Like, give it a kiss to you in junior high. And then he doesn't need to rape anyone. Um, all four people that have said, like, whatever they've said, they said they willingly went into Ron Jeremy's room. I've willingly stood at Ron Jeremy's room on colleges and said, hey, if you go in, what do you think's going to happen? Um, there's a lot of regret. The guy slept with almost 7,000 women next to Gene Simmons. It's the two most sexually active men on the planet. I don't know. He's been praised for that. And now with this Me Too movement and the stuff, um, yeah, there's a lot of been thrown at him. I've, I haven't seen that side of Ron. I've seen him take liberties, but I've seen men get out their penis and ask him to autograph it. I've seen women throw their tits. Like, I've seen it all, guys. I've seen it. I've traveled the world with him for 15 years. Um, I haven't seen him enforce harm on anybody. Um, this Los Angeles is corruption. This stuff that you're saying with we can name names. We can talk about, go look at the flight logs on, on Epstein. We want to talk about Tom Hanks. We want to talk about Bill Gates. We want to talk about the real, the real people here that are involved. Um, the real crimes against kids. That's what's going on in Epstein Island. Um, and not just that Island. That's what's going on under the Vatican. There's a lot of shit about to go down. We just want to put the Ron Jeremy's away. Um, it's not right. The Supreme court knows what they're doing. They fucking see it. They see the sliminess of it. And hey, Ron and I, anywhere we went together, we're on national news. So if I have to be the one to come out there and say, fuck you all and what you're doing, God, he's not dying in that prison alone. Like, don't fucking do that to him. And uh, yeah, I, I'm fired up about it because I've seen it. I've seen the the stuff the government's throwing at us. I'm not in the fucking conspiracies, but we're in the middle of one goddamn conspiracy right now. Wake up, guys! Like what's happening what, in this world? What brought this Man, all? This on, what, what brought this all on? Because you didn't like I, it. From knowing you years ago, you weren't in, in, uh, focusing on this stuff, and now it seems like I mean, people would obviously call you a conspiracy theorist, right? Like, I mean, I'm saying that's what people probably say to you, because I mean, you're talking about right. stuff that everybody says there is conspiracies. But how? how yeah, what? What, I've seen it. what brought this? Yeah, when you years. say you've seen it, what brought all this on? Because you seem passionate about it. Oh, I'm passionate. I almost gave Triple X Church to one of these um, whistleblower sites and just said, dude, just take over all our traffic on Triple X Church and just expose what's really going on. Guys, there's crimes against kids. 
I've been the fucking porn pastor for 20 years. I've been in the sex industry. I've been in the legitimate legal sex industry. And those are not the criminals. It's never what they're telling you. The poison, the poison isn't what they're telling you. Like these things are wrong. I've never voted. I've never been a part of this. America's the greatest thing. Like we're keeping other countries in control. You see the narrative. You see all of this. We're living in a world with mandatory. Now you, you got to show a fucking COVID test or a vaccination that just got FDA approval, but so do fucking Lunchables. That doesn't mean it's real food or it's a real cure. These plants, the reason why they want to hide those is they're 50 cents for some things that can change your life, but yet they're charging you thousands and thousands of dollars for their medicine. I met a guy at Rainbow Ridge that has the first FDA approved. It's in first phase one of FDA approvals. He's cured lupus and MS with a mushroom inhaler. Like, these medicines are the real medicines. The poisons are big pharmaceuticals. They're going to label us conspiracy theories for that, but look what they're doing. Like, that, look at the mRNA vaccination. Look what that's doing. I've always been against vaccinations. I fought to death with Jeanette about them. And now we're living in a world where you got to have one. The sick people, you want to talk about who's sick? You want to talk about the Delta variant? It's not the Delta variant. It's the vaccination. Like, Look at what this does and look how this alters your body. Look at how they'll censor this show because we're just talking about this. It's bullshit. And yeah, I'm passionate about it because the real medicine that can actually help you is what they want to keep from us because they can't actually make money on it. Look at the patent that Bill Gates just filed for cryptocurrency that interacts with your human DNA because they're going to fucking change your human DNA with this mRNA. Look at all of it. Look at all the silence people. AI Why am stuff. I getting kicked off Instagram? Why did I have a TikTok video go viral and the TikTok suspends anything that takes off? Oh, we got to slow the information. It's crazy. And they want us to get it caught in a Joe Biden, Donald Trump, red versus blue, black versus white, vaccination versus not. They, they want to keep us in a collision and they'll keep us at that vibration. And then you'll see, oh, the game is being played above us. It's not red, blue. That's such a game. Like, get out of it. Look at fucking Obama's party. Look at these people. Oh, now they all got sick. That's just so they can party. And now, okay, we got to change the rules. Look at what's coming. Wake up to this digital currency. Look what's happening with crypto. Look at like, look at all these systems falling. Religion's next. They've kept us away from our churches. And we got all these pansy pastors that won't fucking open their doors. Sean, the, the only bold Christian I've seen in this day is Sean, like the Sean, whatever his name is, is running around singing Jesus songs, but like he's he's doing something about this. We've just all played it too safe. And the government, like there's some things happening. There's some things we have never seen this. I've traveled the world during this pandemic. The greatest part was empty airplanes, but I'm seeing things. I'm seeing people wake up, shift. And if you don't wake up, they're going to take more and more things from us. And we're going to live in fucking China. And we already live in China. I think a scary time's coming. I, you want to call it? Kirk Cameron makes the end of the world movies. I don't think we have a, a We're rapture. Already to... owned by China and walk around and look like all the images that you've seen, you know, on the news over the years of how the Asian population wears masks and they're controlled and they just have like one card that is their whole entire life. You know, your credit cards on there. Your social security card would be on there, like your whole identity and everything you are. There's no privacy. There's no just such control over what you can listen to, what you can watch, what you can hear, what you need to do, who you need to be. This is how you have to behave. 
why? Like it's so colorful on the other side. Why do you have well, to? Well, why am I being fact-checked? Why are we living yeah, in a world why? now where all of a sudden the information just goes off the internet? And so to me, I just post stuff just to see how I can get kicked off. Like, why is there mandatory vaccinations, but not? If you look at today, you want to call me a conspiracy theory. Here's the conspiracy. Like, this makes no sense. If your job is mandating the shot, don't worry. Here's a few places you can work that don't mandate the shot. The White House does not mandate vaccinations. The CDC, the FDA, the WHO, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. You want to talk about the fucking criminals out there that are actually making so much? They're all on the board of all each other's companies. We're giving out free vaccinations like they're just fucking water. Who's paying for that? We're printing money. What are we seeing? What are we going to wake up? I sold my house. We sold these things and going, they're going to ruin this money. They're going to cut you off when you don't comply. You can't use cash. I've been in Mexico where they only accept cash. It's the opposite, guys. We shit on these other countries and think they haven't figured it out. And yet we're trying to rule them look what happened with the Afghanistan. Like we're living in crazy times. So if there's not another Kirk Cameron end of the you know world movie, I think we're living in something. We're living and in it. I don't think if this is revelation. <laughs> How did we get here? Where are we? Where are we in the universe right almost now? This is I'm at revelation. I mean, yeah. but you know, like, you know, you know, you sound wild though, right? You have to understand everybody thinks that this is what you're. I mean, <laughs> anybody listening right yeah. now is like, what? But I, well, I, I, I saw that guy <laughs> speak at my church. <laughs> Dude, but I mean, the okay. stuff that's, I mean, you're way different here, guys. No, I mean, y'all are way like, different. We're masks. I mean, I know, I but I mean, it's, it's way <laughs> different. I'm trying Dude, to process I, it all, but it's good. way I, different. I said I'll come in and share it all. You weren't lying. You were not lying. Watch the Matrix. It makes sense. Watch these things. Watch all episodes of the Matrix. Uh, all three. Yeah. The fourth one comes out on my birthday. No coincidence. Toby, I threw an ascension party for my birthday. Um, that's wild. But the return of Christ consciousness that came through the Christmas yeah. star on December 22nd. I have a 22 tattoo on my... T Dude, there's so much synchronicities. I believe this. We're in Revelation. We don't have to worry about heaven or hell. Genesis is coming. There's a new <laughs> earth. There's a new world. Like, there's something slower. There's a reset. They want it. They're going to reset it. Guys, they're paying you to not work like an obscene amount of money. Nobody, everyone's hiring because nobody wants to go to work. They're cutting out jobs. You know why? They're going to automate everything. I sat with a friend who sat with Bezos, who sat with Elon Musk and sat with Richard Branson. They talked about just the future. They talked about Bezos saying in five years, there'll be no employees in Amazon warehouses. They'll be self-driving all their trucks and there'll be robots delivering all your drones. You got Elon Musk talking about renting out your car when it's not driving because it will self-drive. And that's how they'll crush Uber because, OK, like you own a Tesla and then it actually has a job for you. And then you get AI involved and that car can create its own business. Guys, it's a fucking scary world. Watch Joe Rogan. Watch some of the stuff that they're on to. Something's coming. And if we don't stop it, it's like Jurassic Park. Like they're fucking coming out of their cages and. There's a lot of sheep that are just listening, putting on their masks, getting scared. You're the ones that are going to be sick because you're at that vibration of fear and fight or flight. Get your body balanced and you'll be above that. Rise above it without a fucking like shot. You don't need it. You don't need this stuff. And you got to pay attention to your rights. Like all these mandates, they're not 
they're going to be challenged, all of them. So, yeah, that's my rant. I'm into conspiracies, <laughs> but a better way's coming. And it's not the way it's lighter. It's not so grounded to all the things in this world. It's. But I mean, but, but what do you say? To, what do you say to somebody that just says, I, "I understand, man. I get your reasons for not getting the vaccine, but I'm just gonna get it. I'm I, I'm just not gonna make it political or or not or changing my, you know, all all that stuff is hard. Like there's, it feels like there you can find a document about anything on either side. This one said, like my mom, yeah. my mom and dad told me that the the RNA will, will change your DNA, but then obviously I read papers that doesn't seem to be the truth from what I've seen. But I mean, like what? You, if, if like your vibration, if you have to get there with your vibration and stuff, if somebody's just like, yeah, I'll just get the vaccine. I, I, I feel like it's probably all right. Are, are they okay to, in your opinion? Or like you think that they are dangerous? Cause like I got the vaccine cause I thought, ah, I, you know, I think I'll, I think I'll just get it. I, I wasn't worried about yeah, like so, my DNA changing though, you know? So a lot of it's mental. Um, some of it will over time change you. All you'll see, all the new vaccinations will be this way, mRNA, mRNA vaccinations. Then you'll start seeing a medicine. Bill Gates has already got in the process. Dude, Bill Gates is fucking with all our food. Uh, he owns all the farmland. Why is what this is the mRNA going to do? It's going to change your operating system. Think about this. It's going to move you from a Mac to a PC. Um, like I've, I bought a Mac and I never went back. Like I ran over my PC. And so I think it's just going to downgrade your operating system over time. Think operating systems. And so you can find all this, uh, obviously, whether this is true or not on this first shot, these are experimental drugs that have not been tested, that have bypassed only because we're in a state of emergency that they've kind of set up anyways to shut down this economy because the central banks are failing anyways. So they need a new digital currency, a one world currency. They need to track and trace all of this stuff. They've got to put us in fear. So the fear is the real killer. If you get the vaccination and you want it out of your body, look at this combo medicine. Come to Mexico. You can do this one legally in all the states. It's frog venom. They burn it in your arm or in your foot. Is that the one where you showed your picture and your face was all swollen? Yeah. I saw it out of your system. Get the heavy metals. Get uh, any heavy metals out of your body. Get any of these toxins. There are natural remedies to actually prevent this but over time you're going to see more and more it's not about the vaccination it's not about covid it's about division and so more okay right it's that's their whole game there's two sides in this new world it's not opponents we're all on one team and so i think why are there countries why are there race you know the race the they want they want us down here and so if you got the vaccination i wouldn't fear it i would just go i'm not going to continue to do something that spirit doesn't align with and if your spirit doesn't align, just check in. Go, do I need this? Is this the right thing? And then don't be worried if somebody else didn't get it or you're going to catch it. Or I think they're going to turn this into all the unvaccinated people or the people that are spreading it. Rick Warren. Let's talk about Rick Warren, because Rick Warren, if you're listening. Rick Warren, why don't you get your mind, body, spirit aligned and work on your weight, first of all. Damn. All the pastors <laughs> that are overweight. <laughs> And you're blaming now your unvaccinated church members that gave you a hug why you got vaccinated, why you got sick. No, why don't you actually read one of the books from the Daniel plan and actually take your own remedies? Pastors are the worst at that and get your mind, body, spirit, align your body. Then you can rise above all this stuff. Instead, he, along with the Pope, is telling everyone, oh, go get vaccinated and wear a mask or you're not welcome here. 
what kind of division is that? We're living in this world where we're scared of one another. God, ask yourself, why is this the world we're living in? What sort of division is that going to create when family members can't show up at parties together, when houses are divided? That's what they want. Don't buy into these fucking games and rise above it and call out some of these people. Look at the trail. Anthony Fauci's not a real doctor. Like, he doesn't fucking see patients. He'll be the next fall guy when this stuff comes out. They'll get rid of him. He, like He's a real him. doctor. He is Dude, a real doctor. He's hanging out with Olivia Rodrigo talking about vaccinations. He doesn't see patients. The real doctors are being kicked off YouTube and being censored. Well, I've been but, talking but, I mean, but, but that but you have to admit that is what you believe. If, if like I don't believe that I can't you can't make me feel bad. Like if I believe that Dr. Fauci is actual doctor. I'm not trying to do that to like be against you, but that's it. Feels like you might take it as uh, I'm susceptible or I'm being a sheep or something, no. like, which I understand. I, no, I can I be, but, but I'm just saying. No, I say this about you. You do what you you do. You. These are my beliefs. You ask me. I got to be on yeah. your show. Oh, Anthony yeah, yeah. has served with seven presidents. What doctor do you know that? Okay, why is he just America's doctor? when you see photos of Clinton, Obama and George Bush that all like kind of they all hang out all the past presidents. When you look at this elite kind of circle that seems to be doing and abiding by things that we don't have to. Why is Anthony Fauci, America's doctor, owns several patents regarding vaccinations? Why is Bill Gates, a software engineer, own all the farmland, the biggest owner of farmland in America? Look at what he's doing with Monsanto. Look what they're doing to the crops. Look what they're doing with the mosquitoes. Why is he fucking around with this? And why has he got the man boobs all of a sudden? I don't know. That's a whole other question. But why can't you mention Bill Gates in social media? You can't even tag him or mention him. Why do some of these people like Zuckerberg have all sorts of immunity or are working with? Why is why am I being censored? Like, why is like it makes no sense that we used to live in a free country that we could share these things. But they want us at war and. Yeah, if you want to participate in that game, you're asking me, do I think the, vi- the vaccine is going to kill you? No. Do I think this lower fear set vibration, do I think the mRNA is dangerous? Do I think Bluetooth and do I think the 5G towers? There's some things to look at. Go look at the medical papers and you'll see this. I haven't been around knuckleheads the last year. I've been around world changers and fucking the most brilliant people I've ever met. And there is a time coming where change will see it um the light wins like the darkness is as dark as the light and i always say don't blame the light the dark for being dark blame the light for not shining on the dark so to me i'm a disruptor um i'm weird i'm fucking crazy at times um what is but what i is, know what, what does the next I'm year on. look like for you like if a year from now fast forward you come back on the show and what does it what does it look like for the grosses where where's Jeanette and where are you and and the kids and like what what are you thinking do you project out that far? Like, do you still plan ahead that far or did, did that change? I used to be booked. I used to be booked speaking gigs for the next year. I used to know where I was going next week. I used to have all the answers for not just my family, but so many friends and other people. Um, I only buy one way tickets now. <laughs> all my flights last night got canceled. I thought I was going to Denver and now we're headed to Sedona uh, to find a place. Um, Dude, I know I'm going um, to some music festivals. Um, I don't know. I have one thing on my calendar for July 29th, 2022, but um, I have no plan. And 
Um, but I have no plans. It's fucking wild, crazy way to live. Um, if I had to guess, you'll find us out on tour with Nolan Gross. Um, Nolan's going to be on stages across the world. Um, you'll find me behind Jeanette when her book comes out. Uh, you'll find me with my daughter, with her project. You'll find me with some of these artist friends. Um, and then, yeah, if I have to be, I hope I get to travel out of the country. Um, I hope we loosen these mandates. I hope somebody stands up and says, these are not legal. You can't keep shutting people. You can't stop people and you can't keep dividing a world like this. Uh, we got to unite. Um, I've seen peace. I've seen it. I've, I've seen far into this and peace comes after war. And I think we're living at a time where most people are at war with their own selves. And so then we're at war now with each other. We'll be at war with other countries and um, the real game is being played at a different, higher level. And I think uh, I would just look up, yeah. look up and pay attention to what's, what's, uh, what this country was founded on and what uh, is actually happening today is nothing like um, a world I want for my kids. And uh, I think we're changing it. Yeah. Well, Craig, thank you so much for giving us a tour of your mind. Um, there's no doubt that you get all that you get to um, that you give us the contents of your mind when you speak in, in the way that you do, and that's kind of the point of what I really wanted to have you on, Toby said um has been sending me your videos and just the transformation you've been going through and stuff and we thought it'd be really good to have you on to just to see somebody who's experienced that much change and give a tour of it and it has really been fascinating but i wanted to do that versus talk about all the individual things because you said a ton of stuff that i have opinions about especially in the first half of this that i really agree with and you said some of the craziest things i've ever heard that i just of yes. course let go that i don't think are anywhere close to right <laughs> but i really enjoy spending the time with you and i appreciate that about you that you just what you say is what you believe you just just yeah. unapologetic yeah. The unapologetic Authentic. way that you do that is engaging to me always. So I appreciate that. Well, Matt, can I ask you a question about that? Go ahead. And guys, I'm fast. I'm quick. I've been holding so much shit that I haven't. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. And so to be able to share with you guys, I'm just curious, Matt, you're not going to hurt my feelings at all. But <laughs> most people haven't been willing to just tell me stuff. They just unfollow or send yeah, just talk shit. But uh, when you would see videos from Toby, so it's this makes me feel fun. It's just fun to know that Toby's sending you stuff mm -hmm. and that and how you guys discuss me mm -hmm. is probably just way lighter and looser. But when, yeah, when you see crazy shit, what are, what are triggering things or things that are, have you been like, yeah, I got to talk to him? Because your text was like, let's talk about your crazy life right now. But <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. been your perception versus what you just heard today? It's just the occasional thing. Toby will send me or whatever. It's like Craig Gross is gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the vibe of it. We laugh. Well, like, like that, one, that one you posted just... with the frog. I was like, what is his face? <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that a frog makes your face explode and it was wild and i was like you're doing all this stuff I, here's what i noticed when we first met you you were very high speed and fast and like you said you you you're very much an entrepreneur your m brain runs a thousand miles an hour and you see things before other people you saw something in us before other people i mean that, that I, your brain works that way like you see some spark or some beauty or some creative thing that other people don't. I, I really credit you that. I, it's always blown me away how you can see stuff like that. You, were, I mean, the Christian cannabis thing, you're ahead on that even. I mean, that, you know, I mean, this is moving quickly and you were still a bit ahead. But now I see you exploring something com almost completely different. 
and it does seem like some kind of wild journey. I mean, it really does. I don't know. It seems volatile. It seems scary. It seems fun. I think that there's a lot of good, you know, a lot of a lot of tough stuff too. It sounds like so. I mean, that's what's interesting about it. Like before, I thought you really had your shit together. I thought, hey, man, he lives in Pomona. He's he's, a, he's done all this stuff. I was like, you know, this is crazy. And then, and but but having your shit together, what wasn't making y'all happy? It was tearing you apart anyway, right? So the, so the whatever that normal thing was, the house, the security of the paycheck, all that stuff. It wasn't like y'all's marriage was really thriving. It sounds like, or your life was thriving. It seems like it was that was dying, right? And now, so I mean, it, it's wild, but you, you're trying You've done something. It, different. it feels yeah. like y'all are exactly. trying to figure out something. Yeah, we. It's been. Yeah, and that's why, like, I sent my family a video in my tie dye rainbow in my rainbow Crocs with gibbets. Like, I used to make fun of Ron for wearing Crocs, and now I'm wearing Crocs, but um. I don't know. Like I said to Jeanette, like, or to the family, like, yeah, don't count me out. Like I've got an advantage. I know, I know what I've known in my life in the church. I found it in the church. I just didn't understand it. Cause it all came in through the mind and the scriptures and this, mm-hmm. the scriptures come more alive now than ever. Like I didn't have to give up Jesus to get this. My, my, my walk is so much deeper and richer and it's expanded, but that doesn't mean I gave up on any of those other things. They've just gotten further. And I've known Holy spirit, as we've said, has been with me and it's been now I'm not in the driver's seat. I'm just in the passenger seat and it's the fucking wildest ride of of my life. And yeah, to be able to keep going like, yeah, I mean, I thought I was down and out. And so now to just have some, I don't know, money again to actually settle some of our our debts with um yeah when you have money you can make some oh the banking games don't worry about your credit don't worry about your creditors like blame it all on covid and then just ask for something ask for 50 percent off on any of your credit cards and trust me you'll get it just stay the course with it <laughs> don't fucking worry about them just say you know what this world is fucking weird and you're gonna get a buyout anyways the banks are always protected so now i can play the game i've got some money to be able to pay that back we're not bankrupt um yeah, I want to release some things and then um, keep going. And yeah, I'm gonna stay weird. I told my family. Yeah, I, I know. Said, you know yeah, that's I'm gonna great. keep being weird. It works for me. Weird works. And it's I working for you in a special way, just because it's you. And I think the thing that's always striking people that's making you, um, you know, have the volatile stuff and and the you know the way people are reacting to it is you're really doing the thing where you explore yourself fully. And let it all fly and see what happens and have the ability and the speed to be able to figure out how to, you know, put it back together, whatever. And you process it the whole time in public, which is rare or weird. And then it comes across to people like this guy doesn't even he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's telling us all what to do as he changes in real time. So that's always yeah. difficult. You know, that that invite. And then when you start saying really stuff that is way outside of your area of stuff that you know about, then at that point, people start to get really reactive to that. So that's the way I see yeah. that, um, how that yeah. plays. But I understand um, yeah. where you're coming from and why you do it. And I really enjoy, uh, you know, interacting with you. So thank you for yeah. being a, a part a part of it and doing this tonight. No. Thank you. And I will let me just I, I will apologize for Rick Warren. Like. The fat jokes. I no, did that fat was fat killer. No, but I, that I, fat I, I bastard got what he was deserved. <laughs> I, I did buy fatpastor.com years ago, and I bought fat pastor. And granted, I've never been over 150 pounds. I don't know what that's like. I don't want to be insensitive. 
But man, I've always had a thing when Rick we can have American <laughs> pastors be, be so overweight, but then if they struggled with porn, they got fired. So yeah. that always bothered me. But now it bothers me when we're just, man, check your body. You got to be, man, the body stuff's important. Go, go to a sauna, a steam room and sit in ice. If you don't want to try drugs or plants, just do those things. Work on breath. Go explore breath work. There's a breath work app. This stuff will really work and get you more balanced. And then you can explore more things as they show up. And Matt, I'll be waiting for you somewhere Yeah, at some point. I can't wait. Is there any drug you (laughs) haven't done? Um, I don't call them well. I do refer them as drugs because I think it's funny, but um, spiritual plants. I've done ayahuasca. I've done combo. I've done uh, 5-MeO mushrooms. 5-MeO is the toad, right? Yeah. It's this God molecule, the spirit molecule. It's um, Are all the highs the different? The toad. Way, way different. Michael like Pollan's the, description of that is just, is just, they guys, to Matt, 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 that's Matt. That's the one. That's the one I'm going to recommend you start with. Yeah. Fuck, fuck starting at the, no, I'm not interested in my friend's in mom. Just, I would do some mushrooms. Never done, okay? My friend's mom is 50 and never done anything. I've seen a 18 year old, <laughs> somebody do this. And I've seen a 76 year old person, every age group. But, um, yeah, might as well have once you jump in. Mushrooms, obviously, is kind of a good starting point for people. But if you want um, the 5-MEO DMT, listen to Mike Tyson's interview about that. Yeah, um, I've heard Mike. It is the most powerful. It's the one you – it took me two years to do. And um, it was the most amazing, amazing experience of my life. Um, you have to give up control. You have to be willing to die to live. And that that's what Jesus was saying. Take up your cross daily. You don't have to actually die on the cross that surrender on that experience it's such a blast off and you can't hold on to anything so men who struggle with control like i did don't visit that one till you're ready mushrooms will kind of ease you into that but um yeah i've explored several of these with some of the most amazing people i've ever met in my life and they know spirit they know god they're connected Uh, i don't care what religion or church they go to or don't go to it's all the same guys like Oh, I'm a universalist. Okay. Whatever you want. Na- labels and names. Who fucking cares? Like spirit, spirit. And you'll find it. You find it. You all have it. You all well, Craig it. and Jeanette, thank you both. Uh, be careful out there in your exploration. I would just say that. You guys are powerful okay. people and, you know, you influence other people. So, and, you know, you're down for the ride. So be careful and we'll check back in and see what happens next. Sounds good. All right. Stay thank tuned. you, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Seriously. Bye, guys. Bye. Good talking to you.